The moving finger writes, but sometimes it doesn't manage to write everything. A recent High Court decision serves as a very timely reminder that whilst a contract could be oral in part or in whole, contractual terms are best fully recorded in writing at the time that the contract is being entered into. Failure to do so can give rise to grave uncertainties. My name is Zara Hussain and I am a partner in the dispute resolution team at Edwin Co. In this podcast, I'm going to consider the judgment in Stonard and Greenshoots Capital UK Limited and its implications for all contracting parties. <clears throat> so to start off with some background to the case, in Stonard, the court had to consider the terms of a consultancy agreement, which were partly written and partly oral. The chief objective of the consultancy agreement was for the claimant party to promote investments in alternative investment products, mainly in hedge funds, in order to uh, try and secure institutional investors. If the claimant introduced investors to investment managers, who then made investments in funds that were part of the defendant's network, the investment managers would pay a commission. The defendant would, in turn, provide a, a share of that commission to the claimant. <clears throat> Although the parties agreed that the claimants would be remunerated on a fee-sharing basis, the precise basis of the remuneration was in dispute. The parties did not agree on whether a specific percentage was agreed, and if so, in what amount. The court thus had to determine the contractual terms which were expressly or impliedly agreed by the parties in relation to remuneration. The written part of the consultancy agreement was dated 28th of November 2014, and it was signed a couple of days later on the 1st of December 2014. The oral part of the agreement <clears throat> was said to have been agreed in a telephone conversation between the claimant and the defendant's managing director on the 1st of December 2014. So in other words, the day on which the contract was said to have been signed. During the conversation, it was said that an agreement was reached as to the claimant's percentage fee entitlement. In the written consultancy agreement, reference was made to a schedule, and that schedule was said to contain details of the claimant's remuneration. The consultancy agreement stated that it should be read in conjunction with the schedule, a copy of which would be provided to the claimant upon request. It turned out, however, that the schedule was not attached to the agreement, and by the time a copy of the schedule was made available to the claimant on the 30th of August 2019, the relationship between the parties had become strained. The claimant brought a claim against the defendant concerning the proposed calculation and basis upon which she was to be remunerated, and whether this would be determined on a percentage fee-sharing basis or by some other calculation method. In order to determine the basis of remuneration, the court had to consider, amongst other things, whether the parties were bound by the terms of the schedule to the consultancy agreement, which was an integral component of the agreement, whose purpose was to outline the basis on which the claimant would be paid, or, on the other hand, whether the parties were bound by the oral agreement, which was asserted by the claimant. So turning now to the court's conclusions, well, in short, the court found that the parties were not bound by the schedule, which was created after the consultancy agreement had been signed. 
The parties had intended for the terms that had been agreed orally to be binding for the time being, and at least until such schedule had come into existence. The schedule <clears throat> was not binding because it had merely been contemplated at the time that the parties signed the consultancy agreement. It had not come into existence until years later. The defendant had admitted that the schedule sent on the 30th of August 2019 didn't come into existence until about a day or so before. The defendant also confirmed that there were no earlier schedules held on file. The court thus concluded that the parties had orally agreed a fee sharing arrangement of 70 to 30 percent in favour of the claimant in the call of the 1st of December 2014, at least until such time as the schedule had been drafted. However, as I've been discussing, no schedule was created until after the material introductory work had been undertaken by the claimant. <clears throat> so what does this judgment mean for contracting parties? While the High Court's decision in Stonard highlights the importance of ensuring that the contractual terms to agreements are all documented in writing, it's also an important reminder of the general principle that what the parties put in writing in the aftermath of agreeing a contract is generally extraneous. So if you are considering entering into an agreement, you should ensure that the terms of the agreement are all recorded in writing. If you would like advice on the contractual, uh, on the contractual terms, or if you find yourself embroiled in a contractual dispute, please do not hesitate to contact me and I would be delighted to assist. <clears throat> me and my team have extensive experience of dealing with contractual matters and disputes.